Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Welcome to the Music Career Show, telling you the stories of the world's best professional musicians. Hello there and welcome to the Music Career Show. My name is Barry and every week I'll be speaking with incredible musicians from all over the world about how they've honed their craft and made a career out of doing what they love the most. If you're a new listener, then while you still have your device in your hand, please take a second to subscribe and tell your friends all about the Music Career Show. Hello there, welcome back to the Music Career Show. On today's podcast, I have one of my favorite one-man band artists and someone that has given me huge inspiration for my own one-man band show. His live gigs can only be described as mini three-hour festivals, and I believe that every musician, regardless of taste or ability, should have a look at his online content to see what can be achieved by just one person, if you're willing to put the work in. So this is Chetel Linus. Good morning, Chetel. It's lovely to have you. Good morning. It's lovely to see you. Thank you very, very much for coming on. I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for since I started and I've admired you and what you do with all the foot drums and your mental stage rig for years now at this stage. Um, so it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Well, Thank you very much. So for people that might not know who you are just yet, why don't you introduce yourself in your own words and tell us what it is that you do? Okay, I'm a, I'm a guy from Norway, Alta in Norway. Uh, which is a town up north in Norway. And uh, I'm 57 years and I've been uh, I've been playing music since I was 11 or 12, I think. I got my first guitar from my dad at 11. Okay. And, uh, and since then I've I, I played a lot of a lot of bands and uh, I've had a, I have a re- recording studio and uh, yeah, music is my life. It's always been. So, Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. So you mentioned there you were 11 when you got your first guitar. Were you, uh, by the way, I didn't realize you were as old as 57. For what it's worth, like I'm 30 and I wouldn't have said you were like that much older than me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Thank you. So there, there must be something in the water up in, in Alta in Norway. Um, but yeah, fair play. Um, so you were 11 when you started playing guitar. Um, did you get lessons or what did you do? No, no we were uh, like four guys from uh, from our class that uh, we don't had uh, any instrument at first, but uh, we played in a in a school school uh, orchestra, like uh-huh. yeah, the, the drums. Yeah, and uh, actually, I got a, a recording of uh, me and my my mate that sings Beatles uh, in, in harmony with just the drums. And I, I think right. we were like uh, 10 or 11 years old. So so that's kind of cool. And, it, uh, and, and from that, uh, I've got my first guitar and uh, the other ones uh, got instruments as well. So, so we started, uh, we put up a, a band when we were th- like 13, I think. Uh, and the first band was called Teenage. Okay, very good. That sounds so, good. Yeah, and uh, and from from that point, we we played uh, in a lot of we 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 had a lot of bands actually. Yeah. So uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's the that was the the beginning of it all. That was the beginning. So you just b- between you and your three mates, the four, you just sort of helped each other learn and taught each other. If you learned one thing, you'd teach it to your mate, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it worked. We we didn't have uh, any teachers or something. It was before all the culture schools and uh, and, and everything. So we 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 kind of li- we listened to our 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 records and we t- tried to uh, 
to pick up uh, the chords and the lyrics. Uh, so uh, it was it's the hard way, I think. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, in, in fairness, though, that was that was pretty much how I started as well. I had two mates in school when I was 11 and 12, and they picked up a guitar, and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to have to pick up a guitar as well. And um, say, say, same as you, I'd learn one thing, I'd teach it to the boys, the boys would learn another thing, and they'd teach it back to me, and 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 and, and that was basically it. Um, and same as you, I literally just... I never really had less. I, well, I had six lessons um, at one stage, um, but mostly self-taught. Just listening to the music, trying to, um, trying to play back what I heard. I used to love putting on just ACDC albums because I knew that it was always going to be like just three or four chords, and I could probably figure them out fairly easy. Yeah. Um, and that was basically how I learned to play. So yeah, definitely, definitely the hard way, but probably. Ah, I don't know if I would have as, if if I would have loved it as much if I had had lessons. Some people are suited to lessons. Um, I myself, I'm a music teacher. I, that's that that's my business. I, I run a, a a music school here in Aberdeen in Scotland. Um, but I don't think lessons would have been necessarily for for me. But hey ho! So you started your first band, uh, teenage. I love it. Did you get anywhere with that? Um, yeah, we we had a a, a class gigs we we played for our, our, our school friends and, uh, and and like that okay and the, the funny thing is uh, we rehearsed at my place so uh, i had all the instruments uh, during the week when we didn't uh, rehearse so so i, I was first I, I got my a guitar uh, but uh, in the meantime i between the the, the rehearsals we i i picked up the bass guitar as well Cool, and uh, and then I I, I learned uh, a song on bass that we are we're going to rehearse the next time, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, when the when we got together to rehearse that song, uh, our our bass player didn't know the song, so I had to show him. So so then he said, "Okay, why don't you why don't you play the bass guitar?" And so from that moment, I was stuck. Uh, with the bass guitar, and that's how I come uh, the bass player in the band. Oh, so you, you went from the guitar bass, to the bass, have followed me since. So, uh, in almost every band I've played, I play the bass. All right, see, I, that, that that's that, that's funny because I do know that I, I don't know if you're still doing it, but certainly in the past few years, you were doing a Beatles tribute. And as far as I know, you were the bass player in that. Was that right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. Very good. So what was your, like, what were your first instruments like? Were they, like, was it just a standard nylon string guitar that, that everyone has? Or did you have something a bit more substantial? No, I, I, the first guitar, I think, was a Hogstrom electric guitar. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, yeah. And um, and the first uh, the first bass was uh, my mate's bass. And, and it was a, a Framus. Fra- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so hard to play. I, I remember I had to push those strings so hard. <laughs> my yeah. fingers were, uh, so, um, but after a while, I, I, my dad bought me a, a Fender Precision. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And I think when I think back on, on that, it was kind of cool because uh, he, he believed in us. So he, 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 he saw that, uh, okay, this is a thing that's good for the guys. So, yeah. so then he bought me the uh, a real instrument. I mean, the, the Fender Precision was just uh, the best bass you could get at that time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I'm so thankful for for to him that, that he actually did that. So yeah. yeah, yeah. My 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 dad did something similar in that when yeah, I I think it, it it became very obvious that school and not that I was bad in school or or anything like that, but school and that whole like kind of uh, I'm gonna say generic, but I don't mean it in 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 a in a bad way. But the generic sort of life path of most people that they go to university, they get a nine to five job, and then they go on and they do that. I think it became very very obvious that that wasn't gonna be for me. And he was the same. He went and bought a PA system, and he bought a a trailer for us all to like load our stuff into so that we could go wow. gigging um so and again i've I've still got the the mixing desk up in the attic that um it's, it's been on the go for 15 years now at this stage um so yeah 
very very thankful for that and um yeah so when did you start was so like 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 me was was music always going to be your nine to five or was there ever at else on the go uh when i was uh like i think i was uh, 15 turning uh, 16 uh i played in a band and this was an, another band a new band so we've been playing uh here in in the area for like a year or so and then they decided to to go uh, south, go and play in the in the south in in Norway, well, and that's that's, a, that's a quite a long way. Uh, I mean, Norway is long, uh, yeah, yeah, long distance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I was like fifteen, and I, I I wanted to. I was finished with school. I didn't go. I I just finished the elementary school, so I I didn't have any, yeah, yeah, further school, but. And I wanted to 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 get along with the guys and 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 travel south, uh, but I had to ask my father because my the father and and my, our my parents are were divorced when I was like uh, seven eight years I think. Oh okay. So we, me and my brother lived uh, with our dad. Okay. And uh, he was a fisherman, so uh, so he was out fishing, and we were. Back at home, me and my brother. Uh-huh. So, uh, and when when I was uh, fifteen, I asked my, my my father to 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 go with the, the guys south and play. Uh-huh. And uh, and actually, he said yes. So, uh, when yeah. I was fifteen, I, I was started my my prof- professional uh, music career. Wow! So then I I, uh, I went with them and I played like uh, a year or so down south and we okay. traveled uh we get to play with a, a swedish uh, rocker as well and we played in the swedish uh, folk parks uh for for a couple of months and uh, cool and, uh, yeah it, it was a very very fun time and i, I learned a lot so uh, yeah and uh when i came home I, after yeah a, a year or so uh i I started a, a record shop here in Alta. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and then my brother, he, he started a video shop and then we we kind of uh, mashed it together. And uh, yeah. And then we started a, a kiosk as well. And it was like uh, happening very fast. And suddenly yeah. we had uh, like 16 employees. In, in right. The yeah. So it was, uh, it was, yeah, actually, a a, a big uh, a big uh, shop, right? So, uh, and we had it for like I think three years or so. Right, very good. You're still very young at this stage. Like, even if you're if you were going south and uh, when you were fifteen, you're back a year later. That's sixteen. Three years later, you're still not even twenty yet, and you're running a, a shop with like yeah. I, I started. I started at as uh, seventeen, turning eighteen in the, yeah. the, the record shop. Still though, that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I, I remember that. So uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we had we were on it for like three or four years, uh-huh. and, uh, and after that, we still had the the, the video shop, which I, I worked. As, uh, Worked at uh, sometimes, not always, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Me and my wife had it uh, together. So, and you were married at 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 this stage as well. No, no. I met my uh, my. Uh, we're married now, so I oh, met okay. my wife when we were like I think in the seventh grade. So we've been together. Ah, like, okay. We like thirty thirty six years, I think. Yeah, I was I was thinking, I was like, Jesus, I'm thirty, and I've not achieved as much as what you done before you were you were eighteen. I was like, Christ Almighty, but fair play, yeah. Can I just but before just just take a little segue there? Why why was like what what was there in the south of Norway that there wasn't in the north? Uh, it, more people, more gigs. Ah, uh, okay, grand, yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. It's, gotcha, it's yeah. what's uh, it was. It, you you could make a living out of it down south not not uh, in the north at that time okay what sort of, what's what sort of things were on offer was it just there was more venues or was it you, yeah you more know, venues uh, more yeah, ven- you, and and you you get to play uh, in between weekends uh, oh, like okay. 
like Monday, th- Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay, and are these just like the normal like uh, the normal like bar gigs that all the rest of us all over the world would would, would have? Or are there specific things in no. Norway? No, no, it's it's just it's, it's the same, the same. The bar gigs, restaurants, and yeah, wow. the dance music. We play dance music, so yeah. Oh, cool. That's so so cool. And then what you mentioned something there about Swedish folk parks. Yeah. What, what's that? There. Yeah, we we uh, we get to 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 be a backing band of. Uh, he was actually kind of famous in in Sweden and and Norway and and Scandinavia during the sixties. Jan yeah. Rude. Yeah, Jan Rude. He was uh, like a, a rock and roll king in in okay. the sixties. Yeah. So. Uh, in the eighties, he was uh, quite an old man, but he still played in in uh, Swedish folk parks. And, and Swedish folk parks, it's it's a tradition during summer that people gather in 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 the in the parks. Uh, it was like they had the, uh, like a yeah. holiday park thing, is it? Yeah, it's it's it kind of kind of like that, kind of like that. So people gather, and and it was yeah, festivals and uh, yeah, ah. Oh. That sounds so cool. I'm yeah, learning so much about ne- never mind music. I'm learning so much about like culture and everything. This is bri- this is brilliant. Yeah. Um fantastic. So you were you were you were working away at the at the video shop and then so that obviously would have taken you away from your music in well obviously the records and stuff of would have would have been related to music and stuff like that. But then the videos kind of took you away a little bit. But like when did you go all in and well I suppose you went all in at 15. And it sounds like you kind of took a bit of a, a step back to try and make a, a nine to five. Did you ever then? No, I'm going to rephrase this. When did you then go back into music as your full time? Well, I, actually, I I did it in in parallel with the, the 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 record shop, and because I I've always been interested in recording music. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, when I was like, uh, yeah. 14 15 i i used to save my my uh, my week money that i got from my father yeah um and to to get to rent a recording equipment uh, oh, once cool. a month from cool. the local uh, local music store so uh and after i got my own uh, record shop i i i bought my own recording uh, equipment Amazing. What was that back in the eight? I can imagine it was something like a boss. Porta, yeah. Porta studio. Oh, amazing. I remember trying to work them out. Um it's it's I, I always say I would have loved to have been born in the sixties. So it would have been like around this age for like the eighties. But yeah. when I look back at the kind of the limitations of technology, I don't know if I would have actually gotten anywhere. I tried to use those, I tried to use those Porter Studios, like the Tascams and the Fostex and all them kind of things, and I just I don't know what it is. My brain just isn't wired that way. I don't sound engineering and stuff, and I qualified as a sound engineer and all that. And I know I can work Pro Tools and Logic and all that kind of stuff and Signal Flow and Patch Base and all that. But whatever it is about the just the the, the all in one Porter Studios and having to bounce things, bouncing is still a a concept that baffles me. I just, <laughs> I just can't get my head around it at all. Yeah, but it, it's like, uh, I mean, it's it's like when I, uh, I was, I learned that from the beginning, and yeah, and uh, when when recording came into into, uh, you get to record into computers and and stuff like that. Then yeah. I was like you said, uh, yeah, of course, the opposite. I didn't understand how can. How can you record into a, a computer? It's, it's yeah. uh, the same way as, as as how can you take a, a photo on your telephone? How does that work? Do yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, uh, I know, I know what you mean. I, that, that's still a mad concept to me. The fact that you can take a photo on a telephone, and I'm only thirty. I sound like I'm eighty, but anyway, um, fantastic. So you were you were you were working away alongside everything else and keeping the the fires burning. You were renting um, recording equipment, so. How? What was your experiences of trying to learn that recording equipment? I mean, I I just read a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, 
because then it wasn't you you couldn't go on youtube to to see uh, what other was doing you had to read about it so so i remember i had a, a recording uh, recording class on my, in in a in a week uh, monthly basis you get uh, one lesson each month okay like uh, in 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 a, a small book yeah oh. So uh, and it, it was from uh, from the the beginning from yeah and advanced uh, recording techniques uh, yeah. yeah oh wow so uh, yeah it it was uh, yeah it, it, the hard way that that thing as as well so yeah so that definitely had, sounds the hard way yeah and you had I had to try it because uh, I was the only one here in in Alta that. That was doing this, so I hadn't I had no one to ask or no no one to show me. So I had to try out different techniques with microphones and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah cool yeah, effects. So when, and and you're obviously now for anyone that's listening to this on just the podcast form, the audio form, you're sitting in a a studio with a, a fantastic uh, rack of stuff, and you've got is that what is that that's logic that you've got open, is it? No, I, actually, now I'm, I'm working in Luna. Oh, uh, I'm not heard of Luna. Yeah, uh, Universal Audio. Oh, oh, you, yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've, they had I, a, I knew that they had their own um, DAW. I just hadn't heard that, that that's what it was. How does it compare to the likes of Pro Tools or, or Logic or anything like that? I, I love it. I love it because it's it's so intuitive. How do you say it? Intuitive. Yeah, intuitive. Uh, because it's 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 like. Uh, it's like uh, having a, a mixing desk in front of you. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. Cool. That's one thing that I can't get. Another thing that I can't get my head around nowadays is um, digital mixing desks. I like to be able to actually physically turn things and and, yeah. and physically push the fader up. Whereas if you're having to go into menus and menus and menus of, of stuff and trying to get into one channel, it's, oh, it, it confuses the life out of me. But yeah, you know, I know what you mean. And and I, actually now I had my, I had a lot of uh, analog stuff as well here in my studio. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, like uh, seven or eight years ago, I I just packed it all in in uh, away. All the and analog then, stuff. Yeah, the uh, analog stuff. And and but I have a, I have a son that's very interested interested in uh, re- recording as well. Okay. So when he he saw what I got in my closet, he was just wow. Yeah. I have to to get to work on this. Yeah. So yeah. I, had to, uh, I had to put it all back in my studio. Oh so, well. So I got it all wired up and patched a lot of patching, and so because he he's using the the recording studio a lot these days. Oh, okay. What sort of stuff does he do? It's it's. Uh, yeah, the, the la- last production he had was uh, uh, kind of a, a hard rock band. Oh, so, brilliant! Yeah. Oh, good man. And it, it sounds uh, it sounds awesome. I, I mean, how do we do it? <laughs> like, is is uh, like nineteen years old, and it sounds uh, I couldn't do it better. So, I know. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny the way that works, isn't it? If you yeah. if you hear, um, I, I, I was saying to you before. Um, before before we started recording, a big Van Halen fan, and obviously Eddie Van Halen died two, two and a half years ago now, and I don't know did you, did you see the Taylor Hawkins um, tribute concerts? And just part of it, just, just part, part of it. it. Yeah. If you watch Wolfgang Van Halen, so if if you don't know Wolfgang Van Halen, yeah, yeah. Eddie Van Halen, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. you do. Yeah. If you if you've watched Wolfgang's um, performance, it's as close to Eddie Van Halen as it's. It's it's possible to be. It's honestly close your eyes. It's nearly identical, and it's absolutely amazing, ab- amazing how 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 that works. Um, yeah. So like 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 you're saying with your son, no idea how he does it. Eddie said the exact same thing about Wolfgang. So Eddie, arguably the best guitarist that there there has ever been. Yeah, saying yeah. about his son, no idea how he does all this stuff. There you go. It's yeah. a good one. It's a wonderful thing. So, Chettle, the way that I was introduced to you was through um, an instrument that we both play, the farmer foot drums. So, 
how did you come across farmer foot drums and what like or, or, or even like what made you think i know what i'm going to do i'm going to play drums with my feet while playing guitar and harmonica and all this other stuff how how, how did that come about uh well actually uh it was in 2009 uh i had my first uh, request to play uh, as a troubadour i haven't played it uh, before uh, 2009 so so then i had my first gig uh, just with a guitar and and singing uh, at the local bar and uh, i like that very very much yeah so um so i was thinking this is the, uh, this is a cool thing i want to do this more mm. and then i uh, rehearsed uh, a lot of songs and uh, when I when I played out uh, on the pubs and and everything, I I noticed that it's something that's uh, missing. So the first one, I, the first thing I I, I uh, added was uh, just a stomp box logarithm. Yeah, yeah. And then I found out okay, I I I need the backbeat as well. Yeah. And then I had the uh, it was a hi hat I think. The okay. first. So I had the stump box and the hi hat, and uh, and then I was uh, kind of interested in in uh, like foot drumming and uh, and I I saw it on the, on I I googled it, uh-huh. and then I I, I found uh, a lot of uh, of uh, how do you say yeah. like homemade stuff? Yeah, homemade stuff. A lot of uh, different kind of uh, foot drums. Yeah. But then I I, um, I, I noticed uh, the footdrums uh, dot com yeah the the, the, f- the firm that was ma- making these and I um, wow I think wow this is kind of cool this is uh, what I wanted yeah. yeah and then I watched the videos and uh, it, it was wasn't that many at that time because the, this was uh, uh, it was a lot of years ago so. Yeah, uh, but then I I ordered one, and it it was kind of you, you know it was kind of uh, it, it wasn't cheap it was an expensive oh, instrument yeah, uh, and then then I got it and uh, and sat down and tried to play it and it was like wow this is hard because yeah it, yeah you know you know it I was, do. when you first sit down with it it's like uh, it's like writing with your left arm yeah a hundred percent yeah yeah. 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 Uh, but then I, th- I thought, okay, I can't uh, return it because that's too much hassle. So, so yeah. I had to learn this. Yes. Yeah. So, so actually, I, I, uh, I rehearsed a lot. I, I remember I, I, I was uh, log, logging all the, the, the rehearsals. I think I, I rehearsed like one or two hours for like eight months, I think. Oh, wow. Before I, I took it out on, uh, on my first job. Oh, okay. Okay, that that is a, a steep learning curve, like you say, and especially I've I've had mine for about mm, six years, five six years, and even then, there were there was there was you and there was Lucas uh, Lucas Day in Australia, and there was who else was there? Mark Smith over in America, but there wasn't a not that and Eric uh, Eric Day and Jakeway. Um, but there was only, like I said, a handful of you guys that were actually making it sound like an instrument, not as in like actually making it sound like what it's intended to be, and as as a one person band, as opposed to an awful lot of other lads. And I'm not knocking them at all. It's a hard instrument, but an awful lot of them were. It it didn't sound as. Uh, it sounded like something else. It didn't sound yeah. like the way it was. It was. It was intended. So when I was learning like you're saying, it's trying to write with your left hand or trying to tap your head and, and rub your stomach at the same time. It's, it's, yeah. Even if, if you've got experience in doing it, it is still, it is, it's, it's still, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. I always tell people that it's easy because I don't know. I don't know why I tell people it's easy. No, that's not true. I don't tell people it's easy. I tell people that it's, it's a very achievable thing. I'd say if you can drive a car, you can do this because in driving a car, you're doing stuff with your hands, you're changing gears. Doing stuff with your feet, you can drive a car. You can you can play a foot drum, but um, 
that's yeah. So yeah, I can imagine as hard as it was for me to learn five, six years ago when there was more content available from the likes of you guys, when you were learning it, there was literally no content available. No, it was, uh, yeah, you, you, you have to learn it uh, by yourself. And what I was uh, real stressing about, it, it, it had to be steady, like when you play it. You, because if it it's if it isn't steady, you it's it's no uh, it's no it's not something to listen to for yeah. for other people. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it, it has to be like uh, a real drummer. Yeah. Or, uh, so that's why I, I I hesitated to take it on the road for as long as my eighth month. And I remember uh, the first year I had the the, the foot drum on on uh, on my gigs it was like i was i was not looking forward to the to the thing <laughs> yeah fucking like, i had to do i have to do this <laughs> yeah and and gradually it was uh i i was uh, getting better and and obviously now i i, I don't think about it i i, I just it's, it's you just, just do it yeah yeah i just do it so yeah 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 i i i know what you mean um and so like your sound when you're when you're when you're live sounds probably better than than most. Like I said, there's only a handful of of us foot drummers, uh, and I'm not including myself in this. That actually, when when we're playing, it is flawless. It sounds like a drummer. There is a drummer there, and I know what you mean. It's like when you're doing the the the, the kick and the the kick and the snare thing, you can't miss out. The extra hi hat on the end, uh, the, as in like the and, the four and. You can't miss that out, or else oh. it's like it's a big gaping hole at the end of the bar. So how do you get your drums to sound as well as they do when you're playing live? Uh, at first, I was just uh, using regular mics on on the, the the kick drum and on the snare drum and on the hi hat, mm. but uh, I soon found out because I'm I'm. Uh, I'm a. I mean, I have a, have a studio, so I'm a. I'm a sound guy, mm-hmm. so I want things to to sound like uh, the real thing. Yep. Um, and I found out that the uh, it it was hard to to get the uh, the live sound sound full, like yeah. a full drum kit. Mm-hmm. So, so then I added some um, some uh, triggers. So I have uh, triggers on the on the kick and on the snare. Okay. And so I add uh, samples of of the kick and, and and the snare as well as the the acoustic sound. So okay. I blend them into the the acoustic sound that I have. So yeah. Yeah. From so what it's... I've seen, from what I've seen, it's 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 a, a serious operation when you go out to gig. Yeah, it is. I I, I mean I I have a lot of equipment like the PA and uh, yeah, the line and stage and uh, the lightning and so I I mean I, I think it's uh, take one to two hours just to to put it up so for anyone that hasn't seen Chettle's um, one man band mobile rig it is an absolute sight to behold it's phenomenal so I've like I, I've, I know very few bands never mind one-man bands that would 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 put on a, a production like like what you're doing so would you mind talking me through exactly what it takes to actually set that up as as one person as i i've always wanted to know this I've, I've seen every video that you've ever put up of it and i've always wanted to know what actually goes into it um yeah I mean, it, it, it's like uh, from the I build up a little stage, uh-huh. and uh, and uh, and all of these things I, I've I've just found out uh, on uh, on YouTube, uh, yeah. dif- different kinds of of uh, things to do, uh, ways to do it. Yeah. So I I have a little stage, and I have the uh, like I have a back a backdrop. Which nowadays is uh, actually it's uh, the Abbey Road Studios. Is that what it is? Yeah, brilliant, amazing. <laughs> I seen I see I seen the new one when you got it, and I was wondering yeah. what that was. That's fantastic. Yeah, and so I have a uh, uh, all the lights I have uh, controlled from uh, a DMX uh, controller, and I have a like uh, I have a footboard with like 
10 uh, different uh, presets. So I just, the I, yeah, so when I just okay. sit in front, and that's in front of the, the, the foot drums. So, yeah. so from when I'm, I'm finished with one song, I just uh, uh, push one button and then the whole set is uh, in a different, uh, different light. And uh, yeah, and that's the lightning. And, and then they, we have the sound. I, I, I don't use a, a, a regular uh, a, a mixer. I, I use uh, Apollo, um, Universal Audio, Apollo uh, sound card. Which oh, has, okay. Uh, yeah, and it, it has uh, eight different uh, mic pre's. Okay. So I get to use all the, the plugins that I use in, in, uh, in, in, in the studio. In Luna. In Aye. Luna, yeah. So that's uh, why it sounds so, so good. Just, uh, yeah, and, and it's, I mean, like the reverb, I get to use lexicon, lexicon reverb and uh, all the, uh, the compressors yeah. and uh, equalizers that I'm used to 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 uh, to work with in, in my studio so so it's kind of uh, yeah it's, it's 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 kind of being in the studio but I, I'm on a gig actually so sure enough so, and then that uh, just runs out yeah. to and, and imagine have, amps and, and then I have the uh, yeah and then I have the the the, the, the PI system which is uh, really good as well I mean, I I played yeah. like uh, I played like uh, uh, for ten ten years now with uh, the, this one man band. So I have I've gradually bought new stuff and uh, and the, the PR system I I rented at first, but then I, I bought it af- out like after five years, and it was it was the best at that time. I had I could buy. Yeah. So it was really yeah. expensive, but then, but it's uh, it's like when you play a lot of gigs, then you you just uh, pay a little each time, and then you suddenly you own it. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, cool. it's just one of these things. It's it's a, a carpenter needs a hammer and a and and a saw. Do you know what I mean? Musicians need we yeah. we need good tools, just the same as 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 as, as any other career. And what's it like trying to like? You must have an awful lot of that automated. Because I'd imagine that's a nightmare to keep a, keep a track of, especially on like a, an iPad or a, a smaller screen, when you're while you're playing as well. Yeah, I I have a iPad with all the all the songs. I think I have like four hundred songs on the on the set list. And uh, actually, the uh, the uh, the app that I'm using on the iPad is made by uh, our keyboard player in Norwegian Beatles. Oh wow! So, uh, so that's that's uh, very cool because uh, if I need anything from that app, I just say say to him, okay, I need that kind of uh, yeah, and he he makes he makes it. So, uh, <laughs> so what what is 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 the app commercially available or? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's on the Apple Store. It's what's it called uh, Set Wizard. Set Wizard. Set Wizard. Okay, yeah. so does so basically you upload all your songs to that, all your chords and lyrics and stuff. And I did notice before that you were using like a metronome as well for like your um your loops and stuff. Is yeah. that included in that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's included in that. Yeah, you yeah, don't make it easy for yourself, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and the loop stuff. I was trying to that to to involve that in my my gigs out, out out in the pubs but um it was like too much too much hassle because when you play for like in a bar or something you you need to be you need to be there right there yep. at 100%. the right time so so you have not I, I noticed i haven't i hadn't time to to make all the loops between the songs so i just yeah yeah. Okay. I I I did wonder because I saw you doing that before, and I was like, "How?" And uh, that was one thing that I thought of was that obviously what you do and anyone that plays a foot drum is it's very, it's not something that everybody sees every day, and it seems very very impressive. Of course, it is impressive, especially what you do, um, and but that's that's not always enough to hold the crowd because people aren't just no. on the stand there. Look at you, like, uh, 
you know what I mean? People are wanting to dance, they're wanting to have fun, like yeah. half the time they're drunk, so they just want bang, 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 bang. And if yeah. you were yeah. stopping, if you, if you were doing like a really high energy song and you had the drums going, it was brilliant, and then you had to stop just to put in like a shaker or a tambourine yeah. or a whatever else. <laughs> yeah. I wondered how yeah. that worked. Yeah, you you got the point. You got the point. There. Yeah, I I I get you. I I gig a lot um, myself, so I I I get you. So you also run um, Alto Lud Studio, which is your 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 home studio. When did when did you start building that? Uh, we built the house that uh, I mean in in ninety seven, okay. and uh, f- uh, from the first time i was i was thinking about okay i'm i'm going to have a, a recording studio in my my new new home yes so uh so i made the first thing that i draw was actually the recording studio in the whole house <laughs> yeah absolutely uh and in and then i i used uh, like two or three years just to to build everything in in the recording studio to to get it off after the house was finished uh, yeah of course uh and then in 2000, uh, I opened the, the recording studios for, for commercial business. Brilliant. And it's been up and running since then. So that's uh, what, 20, 23 years? Yeah, but uh, I, I run it commercially for, for like 10 years. Oh, all right. Okay. Up to, up to 2010. And then I got, uh, I got to work at the local culture house. Okay as a sound technician cool. so um and then i i worked there for like uh, uh, 11 years up until so, covid i would imagine no after covid as well in in oh. um, last year in february i was uh, i i finished oh and uh because uh, uh having a, a full-time job at the culture house uh-huh. And I was gigging in in the weekends weekends mm. as well. Yeah. Then uh, uh, I have I have a lot of requests to to play around. Yeah. And uh, and that was uh, making me think. Okay, can I can I do this full time? Uh, this is what I really love to do. Yes. So, um, and then last year I just uh, quit my job and then. Uh, did the one one man band full time? So so I've been doing that since, and it was it, it's been amazing. I had an amazing year. Fantastic, yeah, that's absolutely that, that 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 that's amazing. And I love hearing um things like that. I love hearing stories like that that you 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 did. You do you're just like not throw caution to the wind. I'm gonna do my my what I love doing, yeah. um but, full time, and it's amazing to be able to do that. It's amazing to be in a position to do that. Yeah, and last year I I counted all the jobs that I had last year, and it was yeah. like ninety-seven jobs gigs. That's uh, that's, that's a lot. Going. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That is an awful lot. That's a lot. So well well done. Um, so when you were running the studio commercially, did you ever have any like big names in? Uh, yeah, I mean in in Norway the the. A lot of famous people in Norway, uh, I had in, and uh, um, and the, the most famous from like internationally. I I I recorded uh, and I've been releasing like five uh, solo albums as well. Oh, cool! Yeah, with my own music and and some covers and and on one of the uh, the releases, uh, I had. Uh, uh, Eric Basilian from uh, from the Hooters. Oh, cool! So he played the guitar and uh, mandolin, and yeah, on one of the songs. And he he was uh, he was with the, the Hooters in uh, a, a nearby nearby town here in in Finnmark. Uh-huh. And uh, he had to uh, he had to uh, travel by plane from Alta. So he had a lot of uh, he had like three or four hours here in Alta, which he had to wait. And I, I met him at the, the, the festival he played. And uh, when he came here in Alta, I, he, he, he came to my studio for that, uh, that period, that three, four hours. Yeah. 
So he was here playing uh, guitars and uh, and piano. We sat jamming around. And class. I mean, he he's he's quite a, a famous guy. He he wrote. Um, what if God was one of us? Oh really? Yeah. I know that song. That was um, that was that was that was uh, a female. Yeah. What and, was her and, name? Uh, Joan Joan Osborne. Yep. Yep. And and that uh, actually that song. Prince said on stage, that's a song he would have loved to written. Oh wow. That's class. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big. That is big. That's 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 amazing. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so you 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 were you were speaking there earlier on uh about you started gigging when you were 15, you went down to South of Norway and you were playing in the Swedish folk parks and and last year you counted up 97 gigs of your 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 one man um your one man band. Of all those places you gig and all the years that you've been gigging, you must have come across some absolutely amazing venues and amazing gigs that you've done. Yeah, and uh, and, and that I think is um, because I, I I played in a Beatles tribute band for like uh, since two thousand and three. Yeah, so we we have uh, we have traveled a lot of. Uh, Travel a lot uh, around in 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 the United States, in oh, in uh, in in uh, England, uh, yeah. and in Europe, because every every country has its own Beatles festival. Yeah, and so the first uh, first gig we had with with that band was uh, in Liverpool at Beatle Week. Ah, oh, what a place to start! Yeah, so uh, and. Uh, in Beetle Week, there there are all, all the arrangers from the other countries are there to to shop bands for their festivals. Oh, very so, good! And um, we were we were quite a good Beatles band, yeah. so uh, so we had a lot of offers from uh, from uh, from festivals around Europe and uh, and United States and uh, cool. So we've been to uh, two festivals in. Uh, in the United States, that's quite big, and cool. in, or one in, in Kentucky and one in Washington. Washington D.C. Yeah, Washington D.C. Uh, and that was, uh, I think, at one stage in Washington, we played for like twenty thousand people. Oh, wow! So uh, that was kind of fun, and and we've been playing in in Europe, like uh, in Spain. The, the, France, Belgium, Sweden, Russia. Um, wow, yeah. you've been everywhere. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure there's uh, there's more country, but that. Yeah. Oh, what? 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 Like, what? So it's. You said about playing in DC and you played to twenty thousand people. Is there any? What was your, out of all of those that you did? Was there? Do you have a favorite gig that you remember? Um, or a favorite place that you've been? Maybe not necessarily gig. I know an awful lot of people that I ask this question to, they'll always say Japan, uh, that Japan was amazing, but I don't know if you've been there. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. But my favorite place is is uh, actually the first time I played at the Cavern in Liverpool. Oh, cool. It was, it was, it was magic. So, so I... Oh, we, 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 you play in the Beatles tribute in the Cavern? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That is so, so cool. I've never actually been. I've never been to Liverpool. Um, either it's 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 another place that's on me me to do this, but I'd, I'd I'd love to go to the Cavern Club and just see see what it's like. Um, it looks so cool. Is it really? It it looks tiny. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's like when we first played there in two thousand and three. It was they had no uh, ventilation system, and it's oh, you wow. have to you have to walk down. Uh, down the six floors under under the the the, the ground. Oh wow! So it's, it's it's quite a, you're you're down under. Yeah, and, and uh, I remember the first time when you walked walking down the stairs, and when we entered the 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 area cabin and saw the 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 famous uh, like stage, it was like walking through a, a yeah a wall of of uh, heat and and, and uh, humidity, yeah, 
humidity. So, so it was like, but it was, uh, but it was cool. And playing there as well, it was so hot. We we were soaking wet, all, <laughs> everyone. And uh, but it's yeah. And since then, we've been to like I think it's uh, last year was our twelfth uh, Beatle Week. Cool. And, and each time we were there, we play like three or four times at the, the the cavern. So so I played like almost fifty fifty times at the cavern. Oh, fantastic! Are you are you going back again this year? Yeah, yeah. You're going back again. When is it? It is the the last weekend in August. Last weekend in August. If I'm yeah. around and I get down to Liverpool, I'll give you a shout. Yeah, that sounds burning. You should. You should. That does sound absolutely amazing. So if you were to give um, any advice to anyone starting out now, you've done so much um, and you've, you've, you've done so much and it's kind of hard to nail down one thing that you're, you're, you're kind of, uh, you would be known for apart from like obviously nowadays you've been known as the uh, for your, for your one man band stuff but if you were to give any any advice to anybody um starting out as a musician and wanting to get into the gigging scene or wanting to get into the recording scene what advice would you give to them starting out now so this is day one what would you tell them uh rehearse okay. rehearse and 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 play the play the music that you love the most that's that's the thing I've I've been doing all my life. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I I get I get a lot of requests when I play out uh, on pubs and but mm-hmm. I always have a a, a rule and that's uh, uh, don't play the songs that you don't like because that's yeah. ruin that's ruining your uh, your uh, your fun with music. You have to have Absolutely. fun with music. You have to have fun and you have to uh, to be satisfied with yourself uh doing the, the music so uh, that's uh i think that's a good advice because if you if you're playing music that you don't love you you get bored you get yes uh, yeah i couldn't agree with you more i think that's that's very very solid advice out of curiosity what are what are the most requested songs that you get in norway um uh, of course credence Creedence Clearwater. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever right. seen the ring? Have you ever seen the ring? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Very, very popular one over here as well. One that we, one that I get every week, and I just point blank refuse to play it anymore because, as you say, I hate the song. I hate it, and <laughs> it's just it ruin. I hate I, I, and and all this, and there's no point in playing it if you don't like it. Is Wagon Wheel? Do you know Wagon Wheel? No, no, I don't. Oh, you're blessed. You're blessed. <laughs> don't ever go and listen to it. I absolutely despise the song with every, <laughs> I hate it so much. But people in this part of the world, people in Scotland, certainly people in Ireland, they love it. They can't get enough of Wagon Wheel. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> and I hate, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Wonderwall. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Nine times out of 10, if someone comes up to ask me for a, a request, I can guarantee, it's nearly guaranteed it's either going to be Wonderwall, Wagon Wheel, or do you know Galway Girl? Have you ever heard Galway Girl? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, or Galway Girl. Galway Girl, I, I kind of don't mind. I don't mind it as much. Wonderwall is a good song, so I kind of don't mind. It just tends to be people, that, it just tends to be what we would say in Ireland, gobshites that ask for uh, Wonderwall. But Wagon Wheel, oh, I can't. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I, can't I can't cope with it. And yeah, there's, there's a legend that Wagon Wheel was actually written by Bob Dylan, which blows my mind. But there you go. Um, either way, Wagon Wheel needs to get itself in the bin and stay there forevermore and never see the light of day ever again. But anyway, um, before we started, you were telling me about uh, uh, and uh, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, I've, uh, the, the 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 name has has escaped me. But um, an indigenous Norwegian person that, that came in to record in in her language. Yeah, it it was a girl from uh, a nearby town. Venke, uh-huh. uh, Venke Maria Hatta, and she's uh, she's uh, uh, from the Sami people, uh, ethnic people here in Norway. Okay, so she was uh, doing a um, a covers of a cover of a Per Gessle song, Per Gessle from Roxette. Yeah, and uh, he sang it in Swedish, so she wanted to sing it in in Sami, which is uh, her 
native language. Lovely. And uh, she had the uh, the uh, yeah, she was um, how do you say it? you know she 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 had the the permission to do it from from uh, the record company because you have oh, to oh cool yeah you have to uh, to get that be, before you can uh, translate it oh and um, she got that and uh, we recorded it she sang it and it was it was kind of cool song so when we were finished she sent it over to Per Gessler just uh-huh. to uh, to let him listen to it and he actually he he, he liked it so much he, he posted it on his own Facebook uh, wall fantastic and that's that's kind of cool that's very very cool i love that i loved i love those little um those little anecdotes um fantastic i had never heard of saw of sami at all i have to say um so like i said before this is it's it's i'm, I'm learning all sorts of things all sorts of cultural things and everything and it's it's amazing i love all that before we go into uh a quick fire round is there anything that you're working on now um no i'm 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 always uh, having something to in, in to look forward to and uh actually now i'm i'm recording a, a famous norwegian song uh or is it maybe it's swedish I, I i don't know but it's it's like a song that everyone knows here in in norway and and sweden so i try to make my own version of it but uh okay i i'm just in the 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 first stages of it so I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to release it or something but it's it's okay. like uh, I try to have something to do down in the studio uh, all the time so yeah yeah it sounds like it's going to be an awful lot of fun to do it anyway yeah yeah it is I, I'm, I'm having a great time here in, in, in my studio it's, it's my man cave so <laughs> man cave you can't beat it everybody needs a man cave man woman child they them everyone needs a man cave a person cave <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, excellent stuff. Let's hop into a quick fire round here now, just to finish things off. As I said at the start, this is just some stupid questions, just for the crack, as we say in Ireland. So, question number one: If you could have any superpower, what would it be? That's kind of hard. Um, yeah, uh, flying maybe. Flying yeah. maybe it, it would make it would make you're getting to your gigs an awful lot quicker. It's a <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm always uh, dreaming about flying, so this is maybe that. Well, there you go, flying. I love it. Good stuff. Would you have wings or would you have a cape? Um, cape, obviously. Oh yeah, cape. Yeah, cape's cooler. Cape's cooler. Yeah. Less maintenance. I'd imagine with like wings, you'd have to like I don't know, like start your feathers out and make sure it's like brushed and like washed and all that kind of crap. Cape, you just throw it in the washing machine. Cool. Um, what's your favorite film? Um. Okay, but but it's like in, in Norway we all get the the, the Norwegian um, title of it, so I have to think. Okay, what's the uh, original title? It's uh, it's an old one from from the eighties, I think. It's Friheten's um, Rangen was the Norwegian uh, t- title of it. Uh, I have to Google. I googled that because I, I I couldn't even begin to be to to think of what what you just said would would translate to in in english sometimes i can kind of half make a make an attempt if it's like in spanish or if it's in german or something like that but yeah it's uh Shawshank redemption oh Shawshank redemption yeah oh the shows Andy shows. Dufresne. amazing film 1994 the Shawshank redemption fantastic what's it called in norwegian uh Wow. Freedom Rain. Freedom Rain. Oh, wow. Rain of Freedom. That's so interesting. That's so, so interesting. So, like, okay, this is this 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 has sparked a totally different thread of conversation, and I'm gonna roll with this. So if I was to say, like, let me think of a, a different um really famous like Jaws. What is yeah. Jaws called in Norwegian? High summer. Shark summer. Shark summer. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> what about um? We'll do we'll do two more. What about like the Breakfast Club? Uh, Frukost Club. Um, uh, no, it's 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 the same. It's, it's, the, same. it's the same. Oh, that's a bit yeah, boring. What about Ghostbusters? That's also the same. 
Oh, oh no. Okay, right. No, I have to think of another one that's going to be like, um, I don't know. I can't really. Ah, oh, I, I, I need, I need to like put some thought into this because that's the yeah. most, <laughs> the most amazing thing that I've ever come across. Shark summer, <laughs> and then freedom rain. Oh, these would be like amazing quiz questions if they came up. What is? Yeah, amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go away and think about that, and I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll text you with some. <laughs> the, the silence of the lambs is like, uh, you know, and that's in in Norway. It's uh, not swarman, uh, the nightly uh, swarm, uh, and I don't know if swarm is, is an English word. It's, oh wow! It's night, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's an insect, I think. Night swarm. Night. Swarm, yeah, not night swarm. swarm. Yeah, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, nightly swarm. Oh my god, yeah. this has opened up an entire kind of worms. I love this. That's amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start including this. Anyone that I, I, I interview from now on that doesn't natively speak English is getting asked this question: What are these films called in in your country? Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, so next question, right? If you could travel to anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, Bear in mind, you have been to loads of places in the world. So, is there anywhere that's on your bucket list, or anywhere that you'd like to go back to? Yeah, um, the Maldives. Oh, the Maldives, good stuff. Yeah. Have you ever been there? No, no, but no, I just it looks good that, though. Yeah, it's just, it looks like paradise. So it does. It looks lovely. Yeah. It looks absolutely lovely. I'd be no use in the Maldives because my biggest fear in life is water. And specifically, sharks that are in that water. Specifically, okay. from watching Jaws when I was nine, that was why it sprung to mind. So, as much as the Maldives looks absolutely amazing, I'd like to go to the Maldives and stay firmly on land with all the Instagrammers that are taking photos and look at those little lovely houses that are up on stilts yeah, in the middle of the yeah. water. That'd be that. I'd be happy enough as far as I was as as long as I was as far away from them as humanly possible, and I could still see them. But uh, yeah, cool. The Maldives. Well, if there's anybody listening in the Maldives that wants um, a one-man festival that can also do a Beatles tribute, do you know what I mean? Give yeah. Kettle a shout. We'll yeah, do two more questions here now. Um, right. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, one food. Hmm. One food. From anywhere in the world, from any any type of food, anything at all. But it's the only food you can eat for the rest of your life. Uh I was hoping it was a drink. Then I could have said be- drink. beer. You can you can say a drink. Yeah, beer. Obviously, beer. I love beers. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, and and it's like when I'm I'm gigging as well. That's one of the jobs. Uh, one of the few jobs. Maybe the maybe that's the only job you can actually you can sit and and drink alcohol. Yeah, it's and, amazing, and it, isn't it? And it's and it's. Uh, uh, no one, no one think it's it's uh, no, it's wrong. Half or, time, or... No, half the time it's part of the show. When I used to live in yeah. Spain, we used to we used to because we were singing every single night. You'd be singing for four or five hours a night, and your your voice would be gone, and your throat is like sore. And we used to get shots of sambuca every like twenty minutes, just so oh. that it would numb the pain of singing. And the 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 bar staff used to come up, so we we playing away and whatever and the bar staff would see you playing away and the bar staff would just come pour it into you and you drink and then you go back to singing and it was all part of the show it was so much oh, yeah. fun <laughs> I couldn't do it now that was that was great when I was like 19, 20 I couldn't do it now but um, yeah cool I love that fantastic let's do um, let's do the last song here and we'll finish up then so if you could only listen to one music artist or band for the rest of your life who would it be? Uh, that's an easy one for me because uh, I've been a Beatles fan all my life. Yeah, and I've I've been listening to the Beatles all my life, and that's the one uh, band that I, I I don't get tired of listening to. I I, I had a feeling they would be the Beatles. I had a yeah. feeling that's they had so. I, I mean, they have so uh, so much uh, different styles, and and yeah. And, I remember studying uh, yeah. the Beatles in school and I'd never actually heard the Beatles. Well, it's not that I'd never heard the Beatles. I'd never, excuse me, I'd never intentionally went and listened to the Beatles before we studied them in school in music. And the three songs that we studied were Sgt. Pepper, 
when I'm 64 and she's leaving home. Three totally, totally different styles, genres, just everything. And yeah, so that's that, that that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really, really good one. And it's it's like I've, since I've been playing the Beatles, uh, uh, I know it's it's so it's so much in the in the music that you yeah. don't uh, you you don't actually know when you listen it, to it, but it's 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 like a part of the the whole whole package. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's actually so an interesting. Many, so many layers. So many layers in the music. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I actually kind of, I, I said I was going to leave it on that question, but I've got one more question that I think would be really interesting for anyone listening. So when you're doing your Beatles tribute, how do you tackle things along the lines of, like, She's Leaving Home or When I'm 64 to have, like, those orchestral arrange- arrangements in it? We have a, a, a keyboard player that it's that is, uh, ah. he's awesome. So, and he... He he tackled almost everything. Okay, well, then that so, answers that. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm delighted he, that you didn't say it was just a backing track or something like that. No, 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 no. I'm never used backing tracks, and I'm never going to use backing tracks in 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 my no. my. Appearance. Not 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 putting down anyone that does use backing tracks, but I feel very strongly about it as well. I feel yeah. very very strongly about it, um, especially when you've got people that market themselves as one man bands using backing tracks and now I'm talking to you that literally you basically take Glastonbury with you to every single gig and put on a one-man band. So before we say goodbye then, Chell, where can people find you? Well, uh, I'm gigging mostly in the the area where I'm from, in, in uh, North North uh, Norway. So uh, okay. this weekend I'm going to Tromsø and uh, yeah, I have three gigs this weekend in Tromsø so it's going to be fun Friday, Saturday and Sundays Fantastic what about online where can people find John Line if they want to get in touch um, they just visit my Facebook site it's Facebook. Uh, yeah excellent yeah You've so gone, even you if you have... aren't even if you aren't a musician uh, get yourself to Chettle's uh, Facebook site have a look at all of the amazing videos that he puts up of his one man uh, band rig um and just watch it in awe as i think everybody should do it jettle it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank you very much for your time thank you for being uh, involved thank you very much that was the music okay. career show thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe leave a review and tell your friends about the music career show